So, and often talk about time management. And I'm just going to give you an example of, <clears throat> excuse me, an example of time management that will save you time, make you more effective and productive. And that is what I'm doing right now. I am doing a live podcast reading an article that I've been wanting to read for about seven days now. I keep pushing it back. I keep not wanting, not having time to read this five minute article, which now articles actually have right after the article title and brackets now have five minute read. How wonderful and convenient is that? My goodness, it's awesome. So you know what you're getting yourself into you know that you have only five minutes to read this article, yet it's taken me seven days to get here. So this morning when I went to hit pass in terms of I saw the article and I was like, I don't have time. I thought, you know what? I'm going to do a live podcast, read the article, which will check off my box of reading the article to put the great content of what I'm about to read to you guys into my head and I will share it at the same times, which you know when you share something has a ripple effect around the world and you have absolutely no control or say, or you'll never know who you affect. Even if it's one person in say Thailand in two years from now, it anything's possible. But when you share positivity, education, knowledge in the best intention, that's what happens. It multiplies. It perpetuates is that the word anyway it multiplies and it goes to the person that needs it at the end other end of the line so my example of time management if you don't have time to read that book that you've been dying to read that information that take that course that you want get a buddy find a study buddy have them come along with you a study buddy is basically someone who wants to study the same thing as you a study buddy accountability partner sometimes we call it or just plain get yourself a podcast and read articles and become an expert in what you want to become an expert in and you will enlighten share and teach others and presto you've become a teacher hello how many people want to become a teacher and I hear the number one reason why they don't I don't want to go back to school well here you are my friends you don't need to go back to conventional school you can teach yourself so here we go I'm reading this beautiful poem, excuse me, article given to me through the loner wolf, through Leah. And Leah, thank you for sharing. So it starts out like this. So you've been devoting months, years, or perhaps even decades to your life, your spiritual practice, but unlikely physical, tangible pers pursuits, pursuits. There is no easy way to know if you're making progress or not when it comes to your inner spiritual life. If you're wondering whether you're acting, growing, or evolving, or whether spiritual growth is indeed incurring, oh, sorry, occurring in your life, keep reading. What is spiritual growth? Let's start there. Spiritual growth is the process of, of awakening to your true nature, purpose, and potential. When you undergo spiritual growth, you experience a, an expansion into awareness and insight, also known as the higher consciousness. All spiritual growth has one objective, to help you embody your soul or higher self. Once you are able to shift from ego to soul, 
there is the potential for you to experience what's understood as spiritual enlightenment, self-realization, heaven, oneness, or mokaska, mokashka, sorry, in varying degrees. I'm not sure what that word is. I'll just spell it out. M-O-K-S-H-A. All right. Spiritual growth. 12 signs that you're growing and or evolving. No, it just says and evolving. Excuse me. I'll read it again. Spiritual growth. The title is called 12 signs you're growing and evolving. Okay. Here's the meat of the article. Number one, you embrace challenges as lessons and opportunities. Whether you're in a, whether your car just broke down or someone you love is terribly ill, you sense that there, there is an un, underlying lesson or opportunity in the obstacle before you. Instead of feeling like a victim, you feel like a student of life. In other, way, in other words, you see that life is not happening to you. It is happening for you. Number one. All right. I like that. Number two. You see through the seduction of the material world. Hmm. Once upon a time, you might have loved buying expensive things, focusing, focusing on enhancing your social status, earning more money, or even, even indulging in spiritual materialism. Woo! I don't know what that is, but that sounds interesting. Uh, but now you understand that material world doesn't ultimately bring the deep happiness that you seek. Number three, your sensitivity has heightened. Your sensitivity has heightened. Okay. In the past, you might have been living in a numb state where you were disconnected from your body, heart, and mind, and soul. But now you are at a greater, more aware of what's going on inside and around you. As such, you experience experience more empathetic, empathetic, empath, empathic, sorry, suffering, which can also feel like a curse and a gift at the same time. Hmm. Number four, you feel more love and compassion for yourself, others, and the world. With heightened sensitivity, you also feel more connected to yourself and the world. You might feel higher levels of compassion and true empathy for others, even though even those who are harmful to others and to the planet. Your heart, sorry, your open heart brings you more joy, but also more pain. And yet your heart is slowly learning how to expand and hold that pain. Number five, you stop seeing life in black and white, dualistic thinking. If you've been taught anything about your spiritual awakening, kundalini awakening, or dark night of the soul, it is that there is more to life than meets the eye. Something that may seem negative may turn out to be positive. Something that seems beautiful may actually be ugly deep down. Everything and everyone has two sides that are interdependent. Tot nothing is totally black or white. Number six. You show, sorry, you show more understanding toward difficult people. Because you can see the underlying 
underneath the surface of a person's behavior and the various wounds and traumas that may have caused them to misbehave, you no longer carry as much anger or resentment as you once did. You find it easier to show tolerance and understanding toward others, no longer reacting with so much judgment, contentment, and or self-righteousness. Number seven, you see that life is a, a cyclical and like a spiral. Instead of getting stuck in one mode or being or or sorry, one being or mindset, you're being just you're beginning to see that life is cyclical. There are good times and bad times. After spring comes autumn, after day comes night. All light, sorry, all things are destined to come and go, rise and fall. As such, you don't get as affected as you once did when life waxes and wanes. It's just part of the life and journey of ensoulment. E-N-S-O-U-L-M-E-N-T had to spell that word. I've got to look that one up. Number eight, you you become less attached to mental stories. Hmm. The more you become acquainted with your mind, the more you recognize thoughts and I sorry, the more you recognize that thoughts, ideas, and beliefs don't actually define you. Instead, these mental occurrences are like clouds that float into the sky. They eventually drift away. When you attach your mental thought and believe to belief, sorry, when you attach to mental thought and belief, beliefs, you suffer, period. When you recognize that your thoughts and feelings don't define you, instead, you are the vast consciousness beneath them, and you find it easier to let go that to let go and find that sense of inter sorry inner peace. Number nine, you find it easier to slow down and do nothing. <laughs> Our thinking minds are always wanting us to do, get, achieve, go, go, go. But the soul, the spiritual center of our being, finds true nourishment in slowing down and, and enjoying life as it is. If you're finding it easier to wind down or at least catch the desire to constantly be switched on and change course, this is a clear signing of a clear sign of spiritual growth. Wow, of that one. And in conclusion, number 10, you are more interested in letting go, go of the old than gaining the new. As an ongoing student of the Tai Chi Tai Tao, sorry, I'm gonna do this, I have to do this right. I'm quoting a author here. As an ongoing student of the Tai Ta Ching, an ancient wisdom text from the Taos tradition, the topic of letting go consistently arises. That is where that quote is coming from. Among verses on letting go, verse 44 pack, packs quite a punch, and here it is. I'll conclude with this quote. One's own reputation. Why the fuss? One's own wealth. Why the concern? I say what you gain is more trouble than what you lose.
Therefore, end of quote story. Therefore, a huge part of authentic spiritual growth in the capacity to be the only, to not only be the accepting of letting go, but actually preferring it to, preferring it to gaining more. The desire to accumulate from the ego, but the desire to surrender and be freed is from the soul. They have a bonus one, number 11, stay with me and then I'll finish. Number 11, you have more capacity to, capacity to be disconcerning. Spiritual growth is not just about experiencing love, bliss, and expansion, although that is part of it. As we deepen and mature, spiritual growth is also about the capacity to think clearly and distinguish truth from falsehood. The ability to use the mind like a sword is what is known as spiritual discernment. I'll end on that note. I hope you enjoyed this little journey with me on understanding how to become more effective. I won't even get into it. I'll do another podcast on my take from this beautiful article. Thank you, Leah, for bringing it to me. Thank you, Anchor.fm, for allowing me to broadcast this around the world. Until then, until now, I don't know. (laughs) This is Tracy with Anchor.fm. That was fun. Thanks for joining me. See you next time.